The next dictator is Tito, the communist leader of Yugoslavia through most of the Cold War. He was certainly ruthless. He had a secret police modeled on the KGB. However, he made sure that Yugoslavia was not a Russian satellite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing that is very admirable about Tito, even though he was a communist, he did openly defy Stalin on numerous occasions. Stalin basically sent one assassin after the other to kill Tito, none of which succeeded. And so at one point, he got so sick and tired of it, he openly wrote to Stalin, stop sending people to kill me. We've already captured five of them, one of them with a bomb, another with a rifle. If you don't stop sending killers, I'll send one to Moscow and I won't have to send a second. It's <laughs> <laughs> real intense. But he was also the definition of a benevolent dictator. He took care of his people very well. He supported the arts. He allowed people to leave Yugoslavia. He opened up his borders completely. He wanted people from all over the world to mm -hmm. see how his communist nation was flourishing. But he really wasn't going to tolerate any dissent in the ranks. But in terms of defying greater powers, are you openly defying anyone or any idea? Just kinksters <laughs> <laughs> and patriarchy. I think the main thing that I admire about Tito is while he was very much a totalitarian, he really, really cared about the quality of life of his citizens and acted on that. He wanted a good life for the Yugoslavians. The final dictator that I'm going to talk about is Gamal Nasser. I'm really quite smitten with Nasser as a benevolent dictator First of all, he was very, very handsome and also very charismatic. He also rose up from very, very low socioeconomic status. And on top of all that, he was absolutely committed to improving the civil rights of Egyptian women. Throughout his career, he successfully staved off both the Muslim Brotherhood you might be familiar with the Muslim Brotherhood. They're still very much of an active political party in Egypt, very regressive, very fundamentalist. And he also helped to end British colonial influence in Egypt, including taking over the Suez Canal in 1956. He did a lot to liberate Egypt from colonial influences. But basically, I like him mostly because he was sexy and a feminist. And also he grew up poor, like me. So it's, it's definitely a rags to riches story. So those are the role models. Another resource that I have is my strong liberal education. You know, I really do benefit greatly from my education. I have strong critical thinking skills, research skills, I'm a good listener and a good speaker, normally a good listener. I can form a solid argument pretty quickly, and I know when I'm outmatched and how to back away gracefully when that happens. Some of that comes naturally, but a lot of it came from spending a couple of decades in higher ed. And of course, these are all very powerful resources for intellectual domination. 
I've had professors who openly acknowledged the fact that American universities are colonial institutions designed to support Anglo-American hegemony. Hmm. Given that America is the land of immigrants, how can it be exclusively supporting Anglo-American hegemony? Aren't those new Americans having an influence and weakening that power base? Yeah, of course they are. Not all American colleges were founded by Anglos and Anglo-Americans. Notre Dame was founded by French Catholics. St. Olaf was founded by Norwegians. So not Anglo, but very Western European. Mm -hmm. And all of the Ivies were founded by Anglos. And the state college systems developed in the late 19th and early 20th century were overwhelmingly developed by Anglo-Americans in the U.S. government. And over the past 400 years or so, very, very few institutions of higher learning have been founded for Native Americans. Colleges in the United States were never designed to promote educational equity across racial and ethnic lines. What they were largely designed for was helping to maintain white supremacy. There is one example, though, and that was Berea College in Kentucky, which was actually founded as a liberal arts college for freed slaves before the Civil War. And they are still in existence. It's always been free tuition. Um, they started out having people grow, having the students grow their own food. They're, they're big enough now that they can't really manage to do that. As far as I know, I think, I think they still have free tuition and uh, it's just a regular liberal arts college, but heavy on the liberal. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Another resource for intellectual domination is, of course, having a very supportive life partner who also happens to be my slave. So because this podcast is about relationships, I'm going to focus on the intellectual domination of Lance. But you... <laughs> I'm confused because earlier you said you weren't interested in doing that. I did, but times change, Lance. I think it's important that we use all of the resources available to quote-unquote us. Mm. So he already has a lot going for him as a person and as a slave. He's smart, he's proactive, he's eager to serve, and he's more than willing to be dominated pretty much any way possible. Mm. So how can I use my resources as a dom, as well as his willingness to serve, in order to intellectually dominate him? So in addition to letting me be myself sexually, romantically, interpersonally, basically, Lance has committed his life to serving me in any way that I need. So I have every right and even the obligation to use him to help accomplish my goals. You know, I love the ideology of obligation. Mm -hmm. I'm obligated to oppress you. <laughs> so the goals. First of all, none of my goals are political. Political activism is just not the route I want to take for making the world a better place or at least more interesting. 
financial activism, maybe, though, at some point in the future. I could be doing it now, though, since you make so much more money than I do. I could just command you to donate $5,000 to, I don't know, Bernie Sanders, maybe. <laughs> Down the toilet. I could find... <laughs> yeah, that's a kind of a fine dom. Um, and I also want to make clear that my goals for the media empire have nothing to do with intellectual domination. What we're trying to do is provide resources for people to have a rich inner life. I like exploring ideologies, but I am really not interested in imposing them on people, mm. right? Except Lance <laughs> <laughs> and any other very slavish men who cross my path. So the media empire, basically, I want to be like Rupert Murdoch or Brian Cox on Succession. I mean, Murdoch is not really a role model in a lot of ways, but I wouldn't mind having his reach and power in order to contribute to the human inheritance with the podcasts and books and periodicals. So Lance, how many hours a week do you put into the podcast? I'd say about 12 to 15 hours. No way. Yeah. Oh, easily. Probably more on some weekends. So that includes the weekends. Yes, it does. Yeah. What about during the week? Pretty much one hour a day plus the odd uh, session in the evening, five to seven. So how can I get more hours out of you? Uh, more hours out of me? Yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> how many more? I don't think I can. Sure you can. We'll figure it out. Yeah, this is pretty much taking up a lot of my free time. Oh, boo-hoo. So in addition to the media empire, I also have strong environmental values, just basically decreasing human impact and increasing wildlife habitat. Yeah, fortunately, I have training and a degree in environmental engineering. I'm trying to make a big difference in the environment for the community that I work for. I'm finding ways to implement the ordinances that they have on the books. I'm also developing guidelines to change the way developers are using the land. I do believe I can be very valuable to you as, as a resource in that regard. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I can't wait for you to be free to use all of that knowledge to further my goals and fuck everybody else. Fuck all the city governments <laughs> and the bullshit. I am the government. Je suis l'état. A third goal is polyandry. So this is your biggest and most important service to me as a conciliary. I don't always agree with your advice or perceptions in this area, but you are a really good sounding board for me when it comes to thinking about potential uh, additional slave husbands. Mm, thank you. But how is polyandry connected to intellectual domination? What is the ideology of polyandry? What's the ideology of polyandry? Femdom polyandry in particular. How can I use ideas and logic to justify it and enforce it? Mormons have an ideology of polygamy, which is actually polygyny, right? One husband with many wives. Mm. 
many vaginas. And I think part of that ideology, if, if not all of it, is that women need to be attached to a man in order to get into heaven, attached through marriage. Hmm. And uh, supposedly, there are more single women around than there are men. Therefore, the men are, are morally obligated to the women to marry them so that they can make sure they get into heaven. <laughs> There's that word again, obligation. Right. They have to. Oh, it's, poor it's, them. <laughs> these women can't, you know, be left out of the pearly gates. You know, also there's the Quran that says that men can have up to four wives or less, right? Depending on how many they can afford to take care of. But I've read that some Muslim men have many more than four. And I've read accounts of men marrying like older women and lesbians just to provide them with a safe place to live, like strictly out of altruism. But how can our pursuit of kinky BDSM-based polyandry be justified ideologically? There's no justification for that. There's just greed. Well, let me think about that. Since all the major religions can justify male supremacy through their canonical books. I don't think we have that resource for FLR, female-led relationships. But since you brought up the notion of scarcity, there is this belief without any empirical evidence that I have that, but th there is this notion that there is far more submissive men than dominant women so the same justification that you cited for Mormon polygamy can be stated for FLR. It's just that we, submissive men, will have to share the available dominant women. It's only fair. You'll just have to make a sacrifice by taking multiple husbands. Right. So it's been a truism in the kink world that there are many more heterosexual submissive men than there are heterosexual dominant women. Mm -hmm. That assumption has gone out of style because it's very easy to distinguish between doomy subs and subs who are really into service and power exchange. So we could like pretend that it's true that there are a huge number of available subs milling around waiting for one of the few doms to show up at their door. But... Um, I just, that's not true. <laughs> well, it turns out not to be true. But it's an ideology that would support, you know, the whole notion of polyandry. It may not be truth. Maybe it's disinformation. Maybe it's disinformation by male doms <laughs> to, uh, to discourage femdoms from pursuing their, their joy. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Could we create an ideology that, that said that, oh, you subs loosen the world? Mm -hmm. You know, just, just for us, though. Yeah. Right? Like, like, we are here as the only resource to take you in. We have the true femdom. Mm -hmm. The TPE femdom is the only true femdom. <laughs> right? We can get religious about right. it. <laughs> what else could we do? Let's get creative. Let's use your critical thinking skills and your imagination, <laughs> your kinky, deranged imagination to help us strategize the creation of an ideology that we can use to dominate male subs. Mm -hmm. Well, Renee Lane is starting the uh, queendom. 
where she wants basically in other world kingdom in the United States where dominant women would get together and collect submissive men to do their bidding. Well, I mean, we're talking about reality. The other world kingdom is bullshit. I know that is, but I admire her for trying to start something like she's, what we're talking about. She's trying to start a business. That's not a lifestyle. I'm not going to argue for her, but it's sexy. It, you just like like all of your critical thinking goes to mush when you think about female supremacy, mm-hmm. right? How can I use that then? <laughs> How can I use bullshit female supremacy ideology to attract male subs to the real thing mm. is i mean you know but that's unethical no why is it unethical if, if because it's lying if everybody knows what they're getting into i mean how can you actually do it it's more like how could you ask me to do that how could you even suggest that female supremacy is stupid and it's demeaning to women it's a supremacy based on our tits and ass, basically. Yeah, we're going to rule the world with our tits and ass. I have nothing to say. <laughs> and then the fourth goal is relocating to the UK. I've been to England twice, and I want to spend at least a year there when my kid graduates from high school, hopefully more like 10 years at least. Um One reason is that I have a strong desire to spend a lot of time enjoying and exploring the city of London. There's really a lot going on there all the time. I was there for a month when I was in grad school, and I still think about that time on a daily basis. I also want to spend time in Europe promoting podcasts and other multimedia projects. I have a strong foundation in French and Spanish, and I'm currently working on German to help us reach a wider and more diverse audience. But all that's going to take a lot of doing. But with my slave, of course, anything is possible. So, Lance, you'll be in charge of all the technical stuff. Yes, master. Uh, For example, the resident permits. Yes, master. Tax information. Yes, master. Business permits. Yes, master. I'm guessing there will be a sizable bureaucracy to deal with. Yes, master. You're good at that. Yes, master. Moving our stuff. Yes, master. We're going to have to figure out how to get my dog Rosie there. Yes, master. Transportation. Yes, master. You'll have to learn how to drive on the other side of the road. Yes, master. You'll have to help find me a house. Yes, master. And you'll have to figure out all of this stuff ahead of time before we even get there. Yes, Master. And I've also heard that there might be legal issues around BDSM in general.